Welcome to the First Church Message of the Week podcast. Thanks for listening in. There comes a time in everyone's life when bold choices need to be made. From deeply personal actions to communal ones, there are times when we need to lead and invite others to follow, and times when we need to be willing followers. In today's gospel reading, we are invited to consider how the bold actions the disciples took might teach us about following God's lead in our lives today. In this week's message of the week, we hear a message from Pastor Jen Tyler, who shares from Matthew 4 and challenges us to take bold action to share the gospel wherever we go. Here is the First Church message of the week. you pray with me. Gracious and loving God, as we listen for your word in this time, we ask that you would open our ears that we can hear you more clearly, our eyes that we might see you more clearly, and our hearts that we might love you more deeply as you rid us from any and all distractions so that all that we see and hear and know and feel and speak are of you. Amen. So today, this weekend, we are continuing with our sermon series on the gifts of God that keep on giving. And we are doing that with the acknowledgement that all around us every day, we know that our lives are filled with God's abundance and with God's gifts from the very breath that we take to the grace that we are offered and everything in between. God's gifts in our lives truly are endless. And some of these gifts, of course, are more surprising than others. Some of them, I may even dare say, feel like a little bit of a burden from time to time. And I want to talk about that a little bit today as we consider a story found in the Gospel of Matthew, a story about the disciples who have chosen to follow Jesus for the very first time. And I talk about this story of the disciples choosing to follow Jesus intentionally because the action here of following Jesus first has to be preceded by the choice to do so. Following Jesus every day is a choice. And in the story of the disciples choosing to follow Jesus, well, I would argue that it was a pretty bold way that the disciples chose to do this. And in a similar way, each and every day, we know that we get to make choices in our lives. We get to make choices about following Jesus, yes, but we make a lot of other choices throughout our day too, don't we? From deciding as we go to bed whether we are going to set the alarm for the morning to deciding whether or not you're actually going to get up to it when you hear it in the morning, from beginning to end and everything in between, we have a lot of choices that we get to make, right? We decide everything from the clothes that you're going to wear to whether you're going to wear them at all, but thank you for choosing as you did today. (laughs) And while I make jokes about some of these choices that we get to make, the truth is we also know that some of us have to make really hard choices sometimes, don't we? Uh, Some of us make hard choices every day. Others of us only feel like we have to make hard choices once in a while. Maybe some of us feel like we don't have enough choices in our lives. Maybe we have parents or children who make many of our choices for us, and it can be a little overwhelming. 
On the other hand, maybe some of us are struggling with decision fatigue and we don't want to make any more choices. I wish someone would just tell me what I should make for dinner tonight, right? I heard someone arguing on their way out of the 8.30 service. Well, it's your birthday weekend. You tell us where you want to eat this weekend. Why do I always have to choose, right? Sometimes making choices, even small ones, can feel like a burden, Wherever you are on that spectrum, not feeling like you have enough or not wanting to make any more, we are all the same in that we are all assured that God is with us through every moment and every decision of our days. But that doesn't mean that God is there to make your decisions for you because one of the crazy gifts that God gives us is the gift of free will. Free will means you get to make all those choices for yourself. It doesn't mean that you are free to make any decision that you want to without any consequences of those actions, but it does mean that we are free to make good choices or bad ones. And it is up to us to decide what those are going to look like. God may want different things for us sometimes than the choices that we make, but God will not stand in your way and keep you from making those bad choices. God gives us free will. Even when we make choices, though, that are not how God would choose for us to honor him, the truth is God is with us in the hard stuff that might follow that. Now, for most of us, I don't think that we spend a lot of time thinking about this, right? This kind of freedom in our lives, especially as a gift given to us by God, it's not the first thing I think about when I wake up every morning. But the truth is, I'm really grateful for this gift. Sometimes I admit that when there are those big, hard, tough decisions to be made, and I don't know what to do, I have absolutely wished and prayed that God would just tell me what to do already. I wish that there could be some like neon flashing sign or maybe we could commit one of the TVs in the sanctuary to like, if you pray in front of it long enough, God will just tell you what it's right on the screen. Wouldn't that be wonderful? That proverbial burning bush from scripture kind of idea. But at the end of the day, the truth is, even if God were that obvious, we'd still have a choice whether or not to do that thing at the end of the day. We have a choice whether or not to abide by the thing we know we should do. And so it is for all of us every day. We have to make these choices, both in the mundane and the big ones and everything in between. Not the least of these decisions is that every day we have to decide anew if we are going to follow God. And that's where our passage leads us today in Matthew chapter 4. I want to invite you to hear this story of Jesus inviting the disciples to follow him. And I want you to think about and see what you notice as this story unfolds. I'm going to begin in Matthew chapter 4 with verse 18. As we are told that he, Jesus, walked by the Sea of Galilee, and he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately, they left their nets and followed him. As he went from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately, they left the boat and their father and followed him. 
Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. Immediately, we are told, immediately they made these decisions. Did you notice that in this passage? We could labor over some of the details as they unfold, but every time I read this story, or the corresponding one in the Gospel of Mark, every time I get a little awestruck by the same word that jumps out at me. Often when I read the same passage over and over again in Scripture, different things appeal to me, and different questions occur to me, but this word gets stuck for me every time. Immediately, we are told these men, they left what they were doing and they followed Jesus. A couple of verses later, we're even told that James and John, they didn't just leave their nets and their boat behind. They left their father sitting there too. And I don't know about you, but I just, I'm like, dude, poor Zebedee. He just like is sitting there and all of a sudden his sons are like, bye guys, right? The word immediately captures my attention here, and it makes me wonder about so many of the details that are left unsaid here. Questions like, why did they act with such urgency in this moment? Or what were they leaving behind other than the things that we do know? I wonder what they knew about Jesus before this moment that made them so sure that this was the right thing so quickly. And I wonder about other things, like maybe what conversations they had with each other as they immediately got up or made their way to the shore to go and follow Jesus. Most of all, though, what I wonder, and what I can't help but to want to wonder about with you today, is where they got that courage. Because this was a pretty big, bold decision that they made, and they seemed to make it without hesitation, without taking time to do the things we do. They apparently didn't think through all the details of the repercussions because they made this decision immediately. They didn't take time to mull it over or to sleep on it or to ask their closest friends what they thought or if you're like me, to make a list about the pros and the cons and how to best weigh these decisions, right? Instead, I imagine the brothers in the boat looking at each other as Jesus invites them to come and follow him, and then they excitedly say something like, oh, let's do it, as they wrap up their nets and immediately leave everything behind to go follow Jesus. What a bold and courageous act. I bet we have folks around us here today who have done bold and courageous things. Maybe it was something on a similar scale, maybe not. Maybe you have moved to a new community or changed careers late in life because you felt God nudging you in a new direction. Even though at the time that direction was really scary and it came with risk and a whole lot of unknowns, you said yes in that moment to a new thing. Maybe you went back to school or decided after a long time away it was time to find a new church home. Or maybe you called up an old friend that you haven't talked to in a long time to say, I know that even after all these years we haven't talked, I need you to know that I still miss you and I'm still sorry. Bold, courageous acts. The thing about bold and courageous acts, though, is some of them look bolder and more courageous than others, particularly dependent on your perspective in the story. 
Because more often than not, we don't think of ourselves as bold and courageous, do we? I might do the exact same thing as you and say, gosh, you're way braver than I am, right? We often think of the things that other people do as bold or courageous. And specifically, when I was thinking in preparation for today about people that have lived bold, faithful, courageous lives, I don't think of people in this community, though you absolutely are those things. I think of famous people. The first person I thought of was Mother Teresa doesn't get more bold and faithful than someone like her, right? As she served as a missionary and wrote all these amazing things in her work in Calcutta. And then I thought, well, maybe someone a little less obvious. And then I I tried. The next person I thought of was Archbishop Desmond Tutu, who did this amazing, incredible, faithful work during and after apartheid in South Africa. The thing about people like this is that I think it's dangerous to only think of these kinds of larger-than-life sorts of characters and heroes when we think about people who follow Jesus faithfully. Instead, it is important for us to know and to realize that, yes, these examples are absolutely people who are God's anointed and faithful leaders. But they're also just people. People who made one small choice after another, eventually allowing those small choices to compile into larger ones that they looked like bolder and more faithful actions until one day they could finally look back and see that the change that they were working and longing for in the world had finally come to make a difference. Often that's how it works. It is those long and lasting and positive changes that we long to see in the world that we only see not after just one quick or bold or brave decision, but after we allow them to compile one small decision after another. Decisions that for us start in the exact same place as the disciples did this morning. You see, Jesus called the disciples and asked them to come and follow him. And today, We have the same example in front of us. Jesus is calling and inviting you this moment, this day, and every day. As Jesus calls and invites you, offering you an invitation, as Jesus wants to know, will you come and follow me? Ultimately, Jesus issues us this invitation with every decision we make, every single day. Will you come and follow me? Will you say yes today in this immediate moment and in all the moments that are yet to follow? Because ultimately, that's what the disciples did. They might have said yes boldly and immediately this first time, but their decision didn't stop there. They had to say yes to Jesus every time he did something weird or scary or miraculously healed some weird disease that they'd never heard of. They said yes, not just to following Jesus and to learning from Jesus, but to sharing that good news and that story and those miracles with everyone that they met. Not just because they wanted to brag about these amazing things they saw, but because they wanted to help others follow Jesus too. They wanted to see real change as they built up community and learned to live in ways that would honor Jesus together. 
Now, that was true for them in the early church movement, that call on Jesus to be faithful together every day, and it is true for us here today as well. The words that you see on the screen in front of you, that is the mission statement of the United Methodist Church. It is the mission statement of First United Methodist Church of Watertown. Our mission here is to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. Something that we can only do and embrace and live into if we are first willing to say yes to Jesus, to being disciples in our own lives first. A decision that maybe you've made before, but that we also get to keep making again and again, day after day, moment after moment. And so today I want to invite you to live into that, to embrace that, to say yes to that, to take time to say yes to God, to take time to pray not just about the big things and ways God might intercede in your life, not just about the obvious things, not even about the easy or the hard things, but to take all that you are, all the decisions and the choices before you, all the burdens and the celebrations within you. Take all that you bring with you this day, in this season, in this life, and to place them in God's hands. To trust and to know that God's Spirit is longing to lead you and to guide you. And know our answers may not come in the obvious ways we want, like that flashing sign or the burning bush, And the choices that we have to make are not guaranteed to be easy. But when we offer all that is within and before us to God, we can be assured that God will be with us as we make them. And God does want you to make them. And so this day and every day, might we find ways to trust more in God, to be faithful in our choices, large and small, as we listen for God's voice in our midst. And may we then respond in kind as we follow where God is leading. And as we know that God is with us in our work, our volunteering, our listening, our praying, and our being, God is with you in your choices and in your faith walk, and in your uncertainties, and in your confidence, and your bold and courageous acts, too. God is with us. Thanks be to God. Let's pray together. Gracious and loving God, we give thanks for the ways that you continue to lead us and invite us to live into the fullness of the gifts that are before us and within us. We thank you for the gift of choices and the ways that we are invited to honor you with our choices, large and small, every day. May you help us, O God, to be faithful in all that we do and to say yes to you anew this moment, this day, and this lifetime. In the name of Jesus Christ, your Son. Amen. Thanks for joining us for the First Church Message of the Week. To stay connected, subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Facebook. For more information like our church calendar, worship times, and upcoming events, visit our website at watertownfirst.church. This has been the First Church Message of the Week.